Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. We're tying the border with Ukraine. I don't know. Is that the top story? Beats the bloody hell out of me, guys. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, the fact that Jews are getting killed on the streets of the United States. Depending on who you are. Top story. Maybe it is Trump and this trial. And what the hell am I even looking at here? Um, Has the president ever testified like this in court? No. Never. It's a disgrace. So they won't give him the grace to do that. It's it's really, they're cutting him off. And I objected, and there was a fiery exchange with the judge. Yeah. Um, frankly, I, I can't even say it was with the judge and I. I'm very polite. I'm very professional when I'm in the courtroom. But the judge s- did not like him finishing or explaining because it wasn't good for their case, and he's interfering. He's made his decision. Let's not forget that, Larry. He made his decision on summary judgment. He found liability already. So now we're wasting taxpayer dollars for months and months and months. 450000 for an expert the AG paid. Mm-hmm. Taxpayer dollars. Those New York taxpayer dollars. We're wasting all this time, and he won't even let the president, who's the person they're trying to get to, explain why he's certified to certain values. Why? Because the minute he starts to explain it, it ruins their case. He was worth more than his statement of financial condition. And Miss James, her politics, mm-hmm. are not allowing her now to backtrack. She needs a PR team, I'm telling you. She's well, she have, looks she's... like a damn fool. Yeah. But put... Well, of course, Larry Kudlow is going to agree with Miss Haba, the uh, attorney for Donald Trump. What else was he going to do? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. For the record, on this Trump trial, I don't understand its purpose. But there is, there's underlying understanding of the law that is helpful. The argument of, of Trump's trial right now in New York, the lawsuit from Letitia James, $250, uh, $250 million civil suit. The claim is, is that Trump exaggerated his value, his worth, and got favorable loan terms because of it. The argument we make as rational people uh, is, uh, A, um, okay, that may have happened. I mean, don't don't kid yourself. Trump may very well have inflated his value. I don't think that's surprising, Kitten. But if let's say he got the favorable loan term. Let's say he, he, got, he got, a I don't know, a half a point off or a point off on, on the loan. No one's questioning whether he paid the loan back. That got paid back. So you make the argument that there is no victim and there was no harm. Well, if, if he had been more truthful, the bank would have charged him more. Counterpoint, if the bank had actually done some research, maybe they would have charged him more. But the bank wanted Donald Trump's business. Why do we forget this time and again? And I'm the guy who isn't sure Trump can win a general. I'm the guy who's not sure I'm voting for Trump in a primary. Although if he's, the, if he's the nominee, I'll vote for him. I'm having the most logical, honest conversation in the world. Do we all forget what New York politics was like back in the day? What it was like to be seen working with Donald Trump? It's only recent that everybody says he's terrible. He was doing Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He, was, he does a guest spot. People are like, oh my gosh. Women slept with Donald Trump and then bragged to their friends about how they slept with Donald Trump. Have we forgotten the basics? Can we all just grow up for five minutes? All I'm asking for. 
They wanted to be in business with Donald Trump because being in business with Donald Trump Being in business with Donald Trump meant, let's bring that down a little bit, bring that music down a little bit, yeah, just get underneath, bring it underneath, bring it underneath, there it is, there it is, oh, now it's smooth. That was bragging rights. Being in business with Donald Trump meant you got other business. I mean, these are just facts. Not everybody had a great relationship with Trump. Not everybody had a great deal with Trump. There, you could argue, and there have been conversations about how Trump didn't uh, maybe pay a contractor here or a contractor there. You could bring that all up. But you can't deny reality. They wanted to be in business with him. So he got a favorable term. But he paid back the loan. Where was the harm? What was the crime? It is Jonathan Turley... It was a really good piece on Fox News because it quotes both Jonathan Turley and Andrew McCarthy. And between the two of them and, and William Jacobson of Cornell Law, the, who we have on regularly, illegalinsurrection.com, he's a Cornell Law professor, a normal person um, in the world of Cornell, which doesn't have many normal people. You really get these great insights. And what Jonathan Turley reminds you of is that in the state of New York, you don't have to show harm. You don't have to show it. There doesn't have to be harm for the crime to go forward. That's messed up. And once you see that, you're like, oh, Trump really is screwed. Because he is really screwed in this case. This isn't an argument I'm making that he did something uh, inherently evil. That's not what I'm saying at all. I think I'm clear. What I'm saying is, is that they have walked into a courtroom knowing that they can't win. This was also Trump's lawyer, Alina Haba, in front of the courthouse. I'm not here to hear what he has to say. That was what rang true, loud, and could not have been more honest, coming from the judge who has already predetermined that my client committed fraud before we even walked into this courtroom. I'm not here to hear what he has to say. Then why exactly am I being paid as an attorney and why exactly are taxpayer dollars being used in this courtroom? The answer is very clear. Because Ms. James wants to stand right here like she did this morning and call my client a liar, call the company fraudulent, and make a name for herself. She said this morning that the numbers don't lie and they won't lie in this case. Well, Miss James, I have a message for you. The numbers didn't lie when you ran for governor and that's why you dropped out. And the numbers don't lie when President Trump runs for office in 2024. And those numbers are loud and clear. She does two things in, the, in this statement. First, the very concept of predetermined. Well, if the judge has already stated that, oh, yeah, yeah, the, it, he's guilty, what, what are we doing here? We know for a fact that Letitia James, the attorney general of New York, is going uh, about this case because she said she would do so when she ran for office. She ran on this platform of going after somebody. I think it was Andrew McCarthy who noted that the judge is an elected Democrat and the attorney general is an elected Democrat. 
This is political. Now, if people want to deny that, they're welcome to, to themselves. Publicly, you got to let them know how wrong they are. They don't believe in a rule of law. They don't believe in in uh, uh, due process. They don't believe in innocence until proven guilty. They believe in Beria. Show me the man and I'll show you the crime. The guy who ran Stalin's secret police. That is who they are. Not good, not kind, not decent, not loving. They are terrible, despicable, awful people who have given the chance would absolutely bury you. Not because I say so, but because they say so. Because they do so. But take it back to the end here. And you understand that two very different things are happening. Let's go back to the lawyer, Lena Haba. In this case, well, Miss James, I have a... Oh, wow. Sounds like she was stoned out of her head. It was the audio. I apologize. That was super weird. Let me see if I, let me see if I can do this right this time. Hold on a second that the numbers don't lie and they won't lie in this case. Well, Miss James, I have a message for you. The numbers didn't lie when you ran for governor and that's why you dropped out. And the numbers don't lie when President Trump runs for office in 2024. And those numbers are loud and clear. And she's looking directly into the camera when, uh, when she says it. She's looking directly into the camera. You understand that two different things are happening. Letitia James is engaged in a court case based on politics. Donald Trump is not there to defend himself. Donald Trump is there to run for president. Everything in the courtroom doesn't matter. The histrionics don't matter. Everything is about whether or not he can gain another five points. That's where it's at, man. That's what he's doing. Is he wrong? I don't know how someone's going to think he's wrong. If the court starts by saying, screw you, you could either say, no, don't do that, or, oh, well, I guess I'm going to go do this thing over here. I am a believer that this ruling, whatever it may be, 250 million less, won't actually affect the numbers all that much. Certainly not to a downside. If you're talking about the other cases, January 6th case, the uh, classified documents case, Those could. If anything will, it's those. This, the Fannie Willis case in in Georgia, which is is different because that being a, a RICO statute could actually put somebody in jail. So you can add that to the list. Those could have impact on Trump's electability and nomination possibilities. This, nah. This is nonsense from beginning to end. And if we actually had people who cared about the rule of law as opposed to the rule of revenge, this never would have happened. And if it did happen, it would have happened years ago, not during an election cycle, which it's clear was done to engage in election interference 
not a debate. The, this is what's going on. Trump will probably go up in the polls a little bit from this. It's the other stuff I think you got to focus on. Meanwhile, this trial is done. Now we only have the basic things to worry about, like the southern border and Jews being killed in the streets. Tony Katz, that's me. Keep it here. The question is, can you trust a doctor graduating from medical school these days? Are they focused on medicine or are they focused on all the other things? I think it was Columbia University. It's always Columbia University where when they take uh, their, their, their oath, uh, you know, they're talking about do no harm. And we recognize that we are working on stolen ground from the indigenous people. What? Why does this matter? We have to have conversations about utilizing the proper pronoun with our patients. Good Lord. And then there's this, Tony Katz, Tony Katz today at Indiana University. That's Bloomington, people, where we are heard on WGCL. The medical school defends, as is reported, defends the decision to get rid of certain words in their linguistic guide and refer to women as, quote, people with services, meaning cervixes, meaning, wait a second. Now, this actually came up last year. As the reporting goes, Daily Mail with the story. Uh, And it was brought up by teachers, like, what are we doing here? And now we see that the class is still being taught with a nearly identical lesson plan. Differences between sex and gender and how you use language. For example, women need to go undergo yearly cervical cancer screening. People with services, I think I'm pronouncing it right. I would say cervixes need to undergo yearly cervical cancer training. So we don't say women, we say people with a cervix. Someone with a cer- You see the, the problem here. The problem here is that we are playing into a game. And I don't understand how those at any medical school don't understand how this game... doesn't hurt. I give you an example. The patient comes into the ER. The patient needs an immediate bit of care or the patient's going to die. The doctor says to the patient, sir, I'm going to take care of you right away. The patient says, I'm not sir, I'm ma'am. How dare you? What should the doctor do? Should the doctor... Stop and apologize for using the wrong pronoun or should the doctor save the patient's life? Which one is more important? The right pronoun or saving the patient's life? If there is any question, we have failed 
and medical schools are failing us. Us! Never mind failing the doctor. They're failing us because we're the ones who are the customers to the med schools. Maybe you've never thought about it like that. The med school produces doctors, and we choose the doctors. If they're not educating the doctors to actually take care of problems, but are educating the doctors to be engaged in some kind of wordplay nonsense and make-believe, there is no possible way we are better off. No possible way we are safer. Just doesn't work. I am uh, clear uh, about a couple of things, and I'll get, I'll get more uh, in, in, into this. I am not interested in your pronoun. If you are on LinkedIn and you tell me that your pronouns are she, her, or he, him, uh, I'm, I'm going to say to you, no job. You're not getting hired. How you live your life is how you live your life. Of this, I do not make any arguments. But when you share your pronouns with me, you're telling me that this is more important than my qualifications. This is more important than anything. You have to start by wrecking. I'm going to call you her or she if you're a woman. I'm going to call you him or he if you're a man because that's the way it works. And I will not, will not play your games. Now, Just like I'm not going to hire you, I would bet dollars to donuts you wouldn't want to work for me because I will not honor this. And you have found this to be more important than the job, more important than the dollars, more important than the work, more important than the opportunities. You've shown me what you value, and we simply are not compatible. If you value your pronouns and you feel the need to share your pronouns, out of the gate, we value different things. This is not a good connection. If you want to be allowed to live your life and not have anybody mock you for it or question you for it, but you want to do the work because you enjoy the work, because you like the money from the work, and then you want to go about utilizing what your, your, your compensation from that work to live your life, well, we might be able to do some great things together. That's my kind of person. If our doctors are focused on pronouns and wordplay and not recognizing that women need cervical exams and only women need cervical exams because only women have a cervix and only women can get cervical exams, well, then we're not serious. It doesn't matter what med school it is. It doesn't matter how many letters after uh, the professor's name or the dean's name of the med school. They're just wrong. You're focused on the wrong things. Every time you focus on pronouns, you're not focused on making sure these people, these new doctors really understand organic chemistry. And I'm not a doctor, but I hear organic chemistry is very tough. You know why? Because understanding the chemistry of the body is not easy. And in those bodies, you have men and you have women. And the women are the ones with the cervix. Just saying. I'm Tony Katz.
First of all, let me say that I deeply appreciate, as do the entire people of Israel, President Biden's and the American government and the American people's support for Israel uh, with a great moral clarity. I, I think there's a, uh, the question of a, a ceasefire. The president himself has said that a ceasefire would be a surrender to Hamas. It would be a victory for Hamas, and you would no more have it than you would have uh, a ceasefire after the uh, al-Qaeda bombings of uh, the World Trade Center. I know the Biden administration has also said uh, now is not the time for a ceasefire. What they're proposing is a humanitarian pause. There will be no pause? Well, there will be no uh, ceasefire, general ceasefire in Gaza without the release of our hostages. As far as tactical little pauses, an hour here, an hour there, we've had them before. I suppose uh, we'll check the circumstances in order to enable uh, goods, humanitarian goods to come in or our hostages, uh, individual hostages to leave. But I don't think there's going to be a general ceasefire. Uh, it's not that I don't think. I think it will hamper the war effort. It'll hamper our effort to get our hostages out because the only thing that works on these criminals in Hamas is the military pressure that we're exerting. If Hamas agrees to release the hostages, then there would be a pause. Well, there'd be a ceasefire for that purpose. Uh, and we're waiting for that to happen. It hasn't happened so far. And it's not going to happen. And Benjamin Netanyahu knows that. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. There will be no ceasefire because Hamas won't stop killing. Never mind the release of the hostages. Every day they're still firing rockets into Israel. But take it out of Israel for a moment. And let's bring it to the United States. What we discussed was the violence that is going to occur in the streets. And part of that is because you have these universities where these grown men and women, they may be students, but they're grown men and women, have no moral compass, the professors don't provide a moral compass, and the administrators are too scared of the professors and the students to provide a moral compass. So they have, in very few places, anybody will say, whoa, 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 that's a terrorist organization. What the hell are you celebrating? What's wrong with you? That's a terrorist organization, and you're just wrong. Now open up your textbook. It's page 48. That doesn't exist. The moral clarity from parents to look at their 20-year-old and say, it's a terrorist organization. Did I raise you to be stupid? Moral clarity from rabbis and priests and reverends. That's a terrorist organization. What the hell are you doing celebrating them? Did you cheer when the Christians were just given to the lions? Some of them would. Some of them would. Just so we're all on the same page of where we are with the moral rot in society right now. The State Department has a memo. Sensitive but unclassified. Leaked uh, yesterday. It criticizes... U.S. support for Israel, uh, criticizing the fact that it is unwavering, and urges Biden to support a Hamas-demanded ceasefire. That's how Newsmax put it, a Hamas-demanded ceasefire. I like that. I like that. That's pretty good. That's because the people calling for a ceasefire are the people supporting Hamas. We're not debating. It's what you're supporting. The fact that you don't want to say so, the fact that you think you're somehow humanitarian, no, you're not. No, you're not. 
The people who say to me, you're just okay with dead children, Tony. This all stops if Hamas stops. It all stops. But Hamas doesn't stop. And Israel wants to stop dead Israeli children from happening. So they're going to stop Hamas. Hamas hides behind Palestinian children and underneath Palestinian children. What do you want to happen? Well, I guess Israel has to deal with that. (laughs) No. Let's fight. About this subject, on what planet should they just have to take it? Your argument is the people calling for ceasefire, the people blaming Israel. Remember, the blame for uh, the blaming of Israel for everything that's happened. Jamal Bowman, Pramila Jayapal, this whole squad. Blaming Israel is who they are. Blaming Israel is what they do. Bernie Sanders. What we are looking at now is one of the more horrific moments uh, in modern history. Uh, As you indicated, uh, Hamas attacked Israel in a barbaric way, killed hundreds and hundreds of men, women, and children. Israel has a right to defend itself. I don't think anyone disagrees with that. But what they are... Oh, before you get to your butts, Bernie, many people disagree with that. Your party disagrees with that. Your so-called democratic socialists, let's call them communists, disagree with that. The college campus kids, not all of them, but far too many of them disagree with that. The professors, not all of them, but far too many of them disagree with that. The administrators who are too cowardly to speak up, they disagree. They think that Israel doesn't have the right to defend itself. But let's get back to it. What are doing now in an indiscriminate way, uh, bombing refugee camps, bombing ambulances, killing thousands of innocent men, women, and children in violation of international law is simply not acceptable. First, the Gaza Health Ministry says over 10,000 Palestinians are dead. It's the Gaza Health Ministry. I don't believe a single word they say, and neither should you, although definitely there are people in Gaza who have been killed. To say otherwise would be crazy talk. Uh, secondly, what is this conversation about it not being humanitarian? They drop leaflets saying, get out. They do the, what, what is known as the building knocks, dropping things on the buildings. Hey, we're going to bomb here. What are you discussing about non-humanitarian? The non-humanitarian is holding up a baby as a human shield saying, nah, nah, you can't get me. And if Bernie Sanders had any decency in his democratic socialist, can we just call it communist, democratic socialist commie soul, he would say so. Blaming Israel. Bernie Sanders. Oh, please, don't say to me, but wait a second, Tony, he's Jewish. Have you met Jewish Voice for Peace? Uh, These people have well given up the idea that somehow um, this is wrong, what Hamas is doing. They believe that if you're just a little bit nicer, if you're just a little bit more progressive, if we just have a communal society, everybody will like everybody. To all the liberal Jews, to all the Jewish Voice for Peace, whatever group you call yourself, the people's Judean front or the Judean people's front, whatever Monty Python said, when given the chance... They will kill you. You don't know that yet? They've said it. And by the way, Christians, when given the chance, they will kill you. 
because you don't think the Jews should be killed into which they'll say, well, I guess you're the enemy. The violence has already started, as we've discussed. The killing has now started. We discussed in Indianapolis, Indiana, where I live. Not too far from where I sit right now. A woman backed her car into a building because she saw a Jewish star and it said Israelite on it. Now, the fact that these were black Hebrew Israelites, which is a sect and they hate Jews, that doesn't matter. The fact that she's a moron and didn't know any better, that doesn't matter. She saw Israelite, she saw a Jewish star, and she said, I'm going to do this for my Palestinian people. And she backed her car into the building with kids and adults in it. If you're backing cars into buildings, next they'll front the cars into buildings. If it goes into buildings, it'll go into synagogues. If it goes into synagogues, it'll go to your front door. I'm not giving them ideas. I'm telling you where this is going. Then you have, on the streets of California, a 69-year-old who was murdered. They say it was an altercation between a Jewish man and a pro-Palestinian protester. It's being investigated as a homicide and a hate crime. What did the pro-Palestinian protest, pro-Hamas, could we please, uh, hit uh, the uh, uh, Jewish man in the head with a megaphone? Guy fell to the ground, died. He died. If we go back to Charlottesville, where the uh, Tiki Torch guys were screaming, Jews will not replace us, to which I have said many times, look, on behalf of the Jews, I don't always speak for the Jews, but on behalf of the Jews, we're not looking to replace you. We're doctors. We're just, we're, we're, we are not, we are, we're not interested in khakis. Um, we we uh, moved out of our, our, our mother's basement, although she would desperately like for us to move back or at least call every now and again. We aren't interested in replacing you. We think your life sucks. And we're not carrying around tiki torches. No, we're going to get an electrician to wire some things up. We'll have some light. Don't be silly. Heather Heyer was killed. Heather Heyer was 32. Had done nothing wrong. She was crossing the street. But somebody who had lost their mind and was driving around killed her. They held vigils. They held rallies. The media talked about it nonstop. And for the record, rightfully so. This woman did not deserve to die at all. They will forget the name Paul Kessler as soon as this show is over. Oh, yes, uh, that that man uh, died. But really, Jews need to understand the pain of Hamas. You see, they'll always say the Palestinian people. We're always talking about Hamas. This ends when Hamas ends. And the lives of the people in Gaza gets better. So we now have a woman, by the way, this woman in Indianapolis, this was a woman who has now been charged with terrorism. Backing her car into a building she thought Jews were in. You now have a Jewish man dead on the streets of California. You have pro-Palestinian protesters blocking the Tacoma port because they're trying to stop a ship from taking off to Israel with supplies, which may include some weaponry. You have got hashtag Swifties for Palestine. Can't make it up, people. 
I cannot get people to stop talking about Taylor Swift. I just need it to stop for five minutes. I don't care about her and Travis Kelsey. I don't care about the tour. Go live your life and be happy. I'm just asking that you stop telling me about it. That's all. Online, there's trending hashtag Swifties. That's what they call Taylor Swift fan, a Swifty. Swifties for Palestine because they want her to speak out against Israel. They want her to speak out and somehow excoriate Israel, attack Israel, shame Israel, take the side of Hamas. That's what, that's what they want. And then there's the Arizona man, Tempe, Arizona. Uh, I'm an Arizona State guy, by the way. I didn't graduate, so I don't know if I'm an, I'm an alumnist. They've never asked me for money, so I'm going to assume no. Either that or they learn that I'm in radio and what money? Don't be, don't be ridiculous. Tempe man arrested for anti-Semitic email threatening to execute Scottsdale rabbi. Over the weekend, and I can show you the text, I was talking to Dr. Louis Profeta, an emergency room doctor in Indianapolis. You'll hear from him in a little bit. He is in Israel teaching uh, residents uh, emergency medicine and how to deal with incoming traumas. He is six miles from the Lebanese border. Here's the rockets overhead daily. And in that text, I stated to him, by the time he gets back sometime uh, late November, the violence, in, on, the violence against Jews will be on the streets of the United States. I have the text. I can prove it. Here we are. We're killing people we disagree with. We're trying to run through their buildings and we're threatening to kill rabbis. Never mind the Taylor Swift folk. And what is the State Department doing? The State Department is getting upset with Joe Biden for being in support of Israel, even though his actions haven't necessarily matched his words, especially when he causes calls for humanitarian pauses, which is again, support of Hamas. I have been trying to make the point now for weeks that if you think that this is just about Jews, you are nuts. This isn't about that. This is about once you get rid of the Jews, you can move on to. Only the progressive thinks that somehow if you're just a little bit nicer, it'll stop. Only the progressive thinks somehow if you're just a little bit kinder, it'll stop. If you just give up a little bit more, it'll stop. No, it won't. Hamas has already told you that they're not stopping. They're demanding ceasefires, and for every day since the attack of October 7th, they have sent rockets into Israel. They have stated through their spokespeople that they have no plans of stopping. They have stated through spokespeople and through others that this is just the beginning. They chant from the river to the sea, which is a call for genocide. Why does anybody think that they're going to stop? And how much more do you have to see before you buy guns, buy ammo, and get trained? Before rabbis start saying, you know what? You should come armed to synagogue. And maybe you should sit by me. And maybe we need some new front doors. 
Maybe we need to uh, make sure we actually understand uh, what's going on with safety. And maybe we need to learn something from those Christians and have a security team or two or three. But as Americans, we have to understand that there is a great divide. And people who are very okay with supporting the most violent, hateful people out there. And it will not end with Jews because once a moral rot takes hold, there's always another group that has to get out of the way so we can lead a good life. Buy guns, buy ammo, get get trained. And then if you are a progressive, change how you vote. I'm Tony Katz. The Dow is up 32. The NASDAQ is up 103. We trying to end the year on a positive note? I mean, it's not that I'll mind it. But credit card debt has now hit $1.08 trillion in the third quarter. Tell me how this works out for anybody. Tell me how this works out. Meanwhile, the dossier, the Nashville police, uh, according to Daily Caller, have confirmed the authenticity. I will get to that story. This is Tony Katz today.